I'm Sam. I'm Josh Evans. And this is Fall Risk. again with Mr. Josh Evans, this time to talk about his favorite movie of all time, Cutaway. Greatest skydiving right? film ever made. <laughs> oh, so maybe not your favorite movie of all time, but the greatest skydiving movie ever I'll made. I'll take it. Yeah, it's great. I love it. I love <laughs> Cutaway. All right. As if we couldn't get any weirder or any crazier than Drop Zone, we are about to talk about cutaway <laughs> all right any initial thoughts about cutaway first before we get into it um like i said in the first episode this just defined my early era of skydiving and i i know that does not make it a good movie uh, <laughs> but to me when i think about my early era of skydiving i think about all the catchphrases and all the little things that happen at the drop zone like i just Remember seeing and hearing those things in Cutaway, and I feel like this <laughs> film actually had like a real. Actually, uh, let me rephrase. Yeah. I don't know if this <laughs> film had an influence on skydiving, or if skydiving <laughs> had a major influence on this film. But one way or another, there's definitely like an an intertanglement between these two these two things: the movie Cutaway and actual skydiving, because yeah. there are so many so many little catchphrases that you hear like people saying at the drop zone that are in this movie and I'm sure the people that wrote it they plugged all that in because they knew it would like mm-hmm. peak up a skydiver's you know interest but it's great I love it yeah it's as someone who is not around for this this time period of skydiving like some of it I was like did they really say it like that is that really what they used or what was that phrase like what? I actually, so flight line, the flight line. like they call See you it. on the flight line. We used to say that See all the time, the but I'm pretty line. sure we got it from this movie. <laughs> so I actually heard someone say it in person out here at Skydive Midwest, and I was like, that's what that's from. Okay. We I got it from that, and then we would say it. that all the time because we thought <laughs> it was funny. I mean, this is just like every skydiving movie. Oh. It's not going to win any Oscars, but <laughs> it's, it, as a skydiver, it's very entertaining, and yeah. it's definitely a B movie. Yes. And I like to think that they knew that they were making a B movie <laughs> because they totally nailed the formula of it. It's just the right yeah. amount of cheesy. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> of all the skydiving films, Cutaway is the absolute masterpiece. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I guess I gotta concede that point. Yes, it's probably it's probably the greatest skydiving film ever made. Um, but man, is it! like i would like to go back with a heavy editing hand and take some of this stuff out because i'm like this is too much of the same stuff over and over and over again we'll get there like we'll talk about it when we get there but just as a really quick recap this movie was a straight to tv film okay it did never made it to theaters it never hit hit theaters at all uh and it also uh was made by skydivers this was written it was directed it was produced it was uh distributed all by skydivers this is very much a skydiver made movie so that's the distinction between drop zone and cutaway drop zone was made by a studio uh cutaway was very much produced and created by actual skydivers um incidentally also created by guy manos who did all the skydiving sequences 
for drops. You can tell this was made by skydivers also because this doesn't have like that same kind of like Hollywood sheen that that uh, Drop Zone has. Because we talked about in the Drop Zone episode that it seems like they just wrote some skydiving stunts and then Mm -hmm. built the plot around it. But this movie feels like it's from the ground up, like kind of built to Mm -hmm. tell a skydiving story. Yep. And some of it, like, some of it is, it's probably just of the time. It's going to age me a lot because I'm sure it was exactly like this on some drop zones, but uh, some of the drop, the, the drop zone scenes where I'm like, it's on the drop zone, but I don't understand the layout of what it is we're seeing, like the layout of the skydiving facility itself, because like we're in this tent and then we're in another tent and then we're in this random building and then another random building. I'm like, we're all of these places just like house on the rock. <laughs> like, did they just have a million different buildings and a million different tents that people could go to like it was it was hard to tell where we were at at any given time while we were on the drop zone itself in this movie so some of like I said some of it I would take a heavy editing hand to and be like we're gonna cut this out we're gonna cut this out we're gonna change the angle on this because it doesn't make sense or 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 whatever but uh some of it is just a little bit too repetitive and too convoluted for for my taste that's Um, speed star for you yeah I mean yeah, speed stars, bro. <laughs> speed stars. <laughs> Sorry, speed stars. All right, shall we? Shall we get into it? Do it. <laughs> All right, let's do it. So we open on uh, cutaway, right? So we so we see cutaway across the screen. We uh, we open on someone typing on a computer. It's a U.S. Customs Patrol computer. It's it's uh, we're sh- we're seeing that screen. It's very dated. It's very. It looks very like nineties <laughs> of the, the keyboard. This movie. Yeah. Mechanical. This movie also. It came out in 2000, so the year 2000, um, so it's very dated. Uh, they're looking up one specific man. His name's Victor Cooper, Vic, or Vic for short. This is Stephen Baldwin. Uh, they're looking through his psychologist notes, which say, which say that he was unauthorized, or, or he was basically unauthorized for undercover duty because of disciplinary violations in his past. The computer screen uh, closes out, roll title credits, Okay. Um, we can hear planes flying in the background. It opens on an airliner over Miami, flying at night past large, big cumulus clouds. Uh, the plane is heading to Miami International, which is also interesting that both of these movies take place in Miami. If that's where Isn't Guy Manos that, is that strange? from. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's probably that's... his location. I did not even think about that. That's great. Um, ATC is talking to the pilot, and they land the plane. On the ground, we see a large caravan of Border Patrol agents waiting for the plane to to land or pull in. They pull in with vans and surround the entire plane. We see Victor talking with his captain where he insists that they won this particular battle, whatever this battle is. He's got an Abraham Lincoln undercover beard, too. He has this insane (laughs) facial hair going on. Ludicrous. It is like straight hair and this big fuzzy beard, essentially. It's an Abraham Lincoln. There's no mustache, yeah. and it's just like down yeah. around the it's sides. It's an Amish. And... It's it's an Amish beard. Is, yeah. is essentially what it is. Um, the agents arrest the pilots, and Vic slices open one of the packages inside the uh, inside the the fuselage, um, expecting to find drugs, but instead, a very very large amount of unfrozen shrimp falls out. <laughs> it's like fresh shrimp. It is not frozen. It is it is like 
falls, just dumps out the of the bag. The ultimate cover big story. Big puddle of water. <laughs> yeah. Vic angrily gets into the plane to search the rest of the cargo. He goes to attack the pilot, and she just laughs at him. She's got this great pink hair, though, too. I'm like, mm, I'm loving that hair. Oh, yeah, she's like great. a supermodel pilot. Yeah, she really is. She's like, uh, she's in her bikini, too, because they've stripped her entire uh, flight suit off, and it's like, damn, this girl is shredded. Like, she, she is beautiful. The agents just wanted a pretense to strip her down. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we cut to Vic working. Um, oh, wait, so... Goes to attack the pilot. She laughs at him. He's insistent that she knows where the cocaine is. She, His captain tells him to just forget it. We then cut to Vic working out on a punching bag in, in a random plane hanger. Because he's in a plane hanger. I don't know why. He just is. His captain says that Vic just made a mistake. He tells him that the odds are against him and that they can't win them all. Vic says that he just wants to win one. That's it. We get the sense that he's kind of like the underdog in this situation. Cut to Vic uh, drinking coffee on a veranda, and a bunch of kids call to him. They ask him to help Joe, who's on the roof. It's a I f- love this. Weird. Yeah, it's <laughs> Joe. We're, we're supposed to yeah. help Joe on the roof. And then for whatever reason, <laughs> whatever reason, he doesn't take the stairs. He doesn't take the elevator. Instead, what he does is we see him perform a bunch of cool parkour moves where he climbs up the side of the building. It's because he knows he he's scales, in an action movie. Yeah. <laughs> He scales the side of the building. It turns out that Joe Joe is actually a toy soldier with a parachute. Uh, As Vic tosses Joe off the side of the building, we watch him parachute down, and we see the light switch on in Vic's brain about how he has this sudden realization about how the drug smugglers could have gotten the drugs off the airport without detection. This cue the skydiving. This is the the epiphany moment, and this is where you yeah. realize that Alec Baldwin yeah. really is a much better yeah. actor because Stephen Baldwin's yeah. eye acting, not convincing. <laughs> what I will say about this movie so far, though, that it is it is so fast paced. It in is the beginning. It is like just like bam skydiving, like instant, Get to the like skydiving. zero exposition, like just right into it. Uh, so we cut to Vic riding a motorcycle to Miami Skydiving Center with a sign that says, We fly, you die. <laughs> like, Great. Damn. <laughs> he pulls in next to a bunch of campers and trailers. We see a family eating at a picnic table, and they take turns guessing who he is. This is the first cameo of this movie. It's mm-hmm. Bill motherfucking Booth. With that beard. Sitting at that table. <laughs> yep, he's, he's, he's young. He's got that big, full brown beard. The father, this is Bill Booth, says, What do you think, FAA? And the mother says, nah, he's on welfare. One of the kids goes, nah, health department. (laughs) So they're all picking and choosing and trying to guess who he is. Uh, Vic looks up and sees the skydivers uh, jumping out, and and it zooms in on a skyboarder. Because, of course, a skyboarder. Everybody skyboarding back then. Yep. Uh, Vic uh, comments on what he's doing. He goes, wow, look at that guy. And then they all, the (laughs) entire family goes. We used (laughs) to say, too. Wow, (laughs) look at that guy. Yeah, right? Look at him. Look at him. The entire family goes, ah, woofo. <laughs> like, he's a woofo. Got first time it. I ever heard that. This was woofo. Really? First time I heard that was in this movie. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Uh, we see a montage of skydiving stunts. We see a rodeo. We see a four-way team. We see a bunch of free flyers. We see some crew and some canopy formations. Um, a woman stops Stephen or stops Vic from walking straight into the propeller of a plane, like a true fucking woofo, just like not watching where he's going. Um this woman is Star. Her name's Star. She leads him to the landing area where they see a classic accuracy pilot landing in the peas. It's already, this landing is already like a million times better than anything we saw in Drop Zone. So I was like, oh, thank God they're actually landing like they normally would. 
think. Guy Manos must um, have learned how to land between yeah. making these two films. <laughs> <laughs> Another jumper who's den- played by Dennis Rodman um, lands in the lands in the peas as well, and he absolutely smashes that target. He nails it. He nails it like straight onto it. And they nail um, the gear br- too. His Z1 yeah. helmet, like the gear is oh, really yeah. good in this movie. Yeah. Yep. Very of the time. Very yeah. of the time. This is all. This is all gear that was present, like kind of phasing out a little bit when I first started skydiving. I remember seeing that Z one on so many different, so many different skydivers, especially the ones with like the the visor pried off. Like yeah. They no longer had the visor on it. It was like they just wore goggles and then the helmet itself. It's very interesting. Back um, when it was not a- cool to wear a full face, this is an open face helmet <laughs> was what all the cool people wore. And now it's called full yeah. circle. It's kind of like with the yeah. culture and the safety shift. It's like, well, why would we yeah. want to have our faces smashed in free fall? Yeah. And now it's cool to wear yeah. full face helmets again. I mean, for tandems, it's basically just a, a spit shield. That's yeah. really what it is. Um, now, nah, as someone who, who has done both, like I much prefer the full face uh, over the over the open face helmet. Um, anyways, she brings him into an outdoor packing area where they all identify him as a woofo. Okay. She shows him how they pack the shoots, which is a, it's a lot right off the bat for someone you just randomly met on a, on a drop zone. Like it's kind of a lot of information really, really fast. He, they, she explains how each rig has two parachutes and a top speed recorder. Yeah. Which is their, we all wear a top speed recorder on this drop. Oh yeah. Yeah. I wrote that in my notes. Like what? (laughs) I never even heard of a top speed recorder. Why would everyone have one? (laughs) She shows him the helmets. She shows him the jumpsuits. We see a guy named Boom Boom getting pied for cutting away from his real life. First time I ever heard cutaway also. So I was under the impression that the reason this movie was called Cutaway is because of what happens at the very end of the movie. Like I was under the impression it was called Cutaway because somebody cuts away, right? I was... Uh, very shocked to find that the reason it's called cutaway is because everybody and their mother is cutting away from regular life and is leaving these big cushy jobs to basically live like a fucking hobo and make no money and barely afford sky <laughs> skydives whatsoever. Like I was, I was shocked to learn that that's what this movie was actually all about or why it was named, named this. Like you have to cut away, man. The only way you can do what you need to do. The only way you can go fast enough is cut away, cut away from everything. Like just, well, this was like cut away, cutting away was like a real term. I remember this when I started skydiving. Yeah. This was like the concept that was explained because there were a few people at the drop zone that had cut everything away, but they never called it that. I heard it called that for the first time in this movie and then the those two things becoming conflated like to me now that is just cutting away and i know that that came from this film because i knew i knew people that have been like oh yeah he just lives at the drop zone now but nobody actually called it cut away cutting away out loud nobody was gonna say I, that i've heard it used as like a joke you know, like yeah. where people like, oh, I got to go do relative work this weekend. Everyone's exactly. like, cut away, cut away, man, cut away. You know, but I didn't realize that this is like the movie that kind of kind of made that phrase like a like a verb, you know, like a verb that people would use all the time is it's just strange. Like, I just didn't realize that that's what this movie was going to be about was like, got to cut away from real life, man. Can't it, be the best of best without cutting away. <laughs> it's this movie's greatest contribution to skydiving. The yeah. term cutting away. Uh, all right. Anyway, <laughs> so Boom Boom's getting pied for cutting away from his real life. We find out that he used to be a lawyer, and he has now left that life behind so that he can be a full-time skydiver. 
She says, it's not really about leaving your life behind. It's about cutting away from all the bullshit. She gives this analogy. It's like when your main parachute fails, you got to cut it away to save yourself, which you're talking to a fucking yeah. wolfo. He doesn't that have any That makes sense to you, right, wolfo? <laughs> Sage advice right there. Uh, Star asks if he's ready to skydive, and he initially says no, but changes his mind. She charges him $90 for the jump, which, I mean, you get what you pay for, bro. <laughs> you get what you pay for. Um... She is a tandem instructor. She's going to be the one that's taking him on the skydive. She is a hot tandem instructor who will be strapping him to her body. Mm. There's there's like a lot of supercharged sexual tension right here. It's um, Stephen Baldwin. How could it not be? I don't I don't like it at all. Like <laughs> I, I really don't. Like besides the point that it's awkward as all hell like on screen, I don't like that they took the one token female character. They made her a TI and then they use her as the sexual, you know. Like she the, lures him you know in. I mean? He wasn't going to jump otherwise. Oh, I I hate it. I mean like it wasn't great to to start, but then they continue on with it through the rest of the film and I'm like, "Ugh." Yeah. Just, you you make this character that's like supposed to be this strong, empowered like skydiving, you know, and it's just like, and then you turn her and it like, oh, just I was grossed out by it. I didn't like it. It's at the all. early two thousands for you, but you know all these things that she's all this supercharged se- sexual tension about uh. strapping him in close. That's exactly <laughs> what it's really like. But usually it's a dude saying it to another dude in the plane. Yeah. When you're getting strapped on, sitting on your instructor's yeah. lap. Yeah. Yeah. I've never actually had someone say it like this to me. I've had people say – actually, I've had one guy. It was a kid. It was a young kid who who said something about like, oh, yeah, you can tie me up in a harness anytime. And I was like, David, <laughs> David. What the fuck are you doing, David? Don't say that shit. I'm a complete stranger, buddy. Like, don't do that. Just, gotta, anyway. gotta cut it all away. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Anyway, okay, so it's fucking weird. The sensual, sexual tension's weird. Uh, he sees a picture of the female pilot from before on the wall, and he asks who she is. Uh, she's identified as a pilot for someone named Turbo, which we'll later learn is Dennis Rodman's character. Star introduces Rush and says that he will actually be taking Vic on the skydive because she's been called away to do something else. She departs saying, see you on the flight line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which classic talk- line. Are they, are they talking about the dirt dive here, or are they talking about jump run? I always thought of the flight line as like where you get on the plane. Okay. It never right. made okay. explicitly clear, but that's what I always assumed the flight line okay. was. Okay, it's, it's loading the plane. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Vic says he just got hustled and that she convinced him to jump out of a perfectly good airplane. And Rush replies, you haven't seen our airplane. Classic (laughs) line. Classic classic skydiving line. Classic skydiving line. Or another version of this, there are no perfectly good airplanes. Classic. Very true. Yes. Very true. Uh, So they're walking to the plane and they see five other jumpers in identical parachutes landing. They identify the jumpers as the Miami Speedstar team. One lady, uh, one of the other tandems in this group says, darling outfits. (laughs) It's <laughs> great. Speedstar, the most when, radical skydiving event there is. They're so intense. They're the best of the best. <laughs> One jumper comes swooping through the air straight at Vic, who throws his water bottle in the air. They make a point of seeing of watching this this water bottle get like tossed up into the air. He dodges out of the way. The jumper, who will come to find out, is Redline, yells at the group to get on the airplane. As Vic stares at him, we see Redline pull the water bottle out from uh, his hand that we can't see, and he starts to drink from from it. And Vic is like, 
because like flabbergasted, it's basically indicating that Red Line caught the the water bottle midair as he swooped past. Man crush. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. Uh, we cut to in the plane, and Red Line and Boom Boom run to the plane as it's taxiing away, and they jump in as the plane's moving. He spews out a bunch of lines to a uh, red line, spews out a bunch of lines to the pilot and the instructors about where the winds are coming from uh, and tells the group that Boom Boom will be filling the win- woman's tandem. He goes into depth about each person's job and the details that they're supposed to do. Such a it's micromanaging a stab- asshole. Yeah, but I mean, this this scene is basically to establish that red line is like incredibly knowledgeable about everything in the sport of skydiving and it's basically done and seen it all. He's supposed to be established as as the big guru of this movie, essentially. Tells the videographer how to set his shutter. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. <laughs> yep. I'd be so I'd be so frustrated with Redline <laughs> if he was real. Yep. I'd be like, dude, I know. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> uh, the plane takes off. Uh, it's a twin otter. Great paint job on this plane. It's awesome. We see Boom Boom and Redline and Vic uh, leaning out of the airplane. Vic doesn't have on a parachute, so it's yet another movie where we've got a random passenger just leaning out of a moving plane without any safety net underneath him. Great. Uh, Redline yells at the pilot to change his angle on jump run, and it's actually really funny. He's like, five degrees to the right! And he's like, not that far to... <laughs> He's yelling at the pilot from next Total micromanager. Oh, God, it's great. Uh, Vic pays the woman next to him to switch instructors. He hands her like a $20 bill and says, switch, switch, right? And they switch um, so that he is now being taken by Star instead of Rush. The woman asks Redline how long she has to pull the cord on the parachute. Classic line. The rest of your life. Oh, it's like they took every single one of our jokes and they threw it totally into this, did. Into I'm this, positive uh, these things all came from <laughs> from cutaway. Uh, she says she's changed her mind. Rush pushes her out anyway amid her protest. He basically slaps her on the helmet. He goes, "Ready, set, go!" and pushes her out, which is so fucking funny. I love it. That's how you, that's uh, how you fish for a tip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vic and Star immediately launch directly after them, and we see a really cool angle of Vic's face while he's tumbling on the hill. It takes them a stupid amount of time to get stable, though. <laughs> like a stupid <laughs> amount of time. Uh, there's lots of spinning without the drogue out. She pulls the parachute. We see red line still on the plane. Star says to Vic, under the canopy, wasn't that like great sex? And he replies, if it is, I've been doing it the wrong way. Another classic line. Oh, so gross. Oh, it's nasty. All right, red line finally jumps. Where'd he get a skyboard in all of this? Like, I don't understand yeah, where he got a skyboard here. No, it wasn't with him. In the, he didn't get in the plane with it. Uh, lots of cool shots of them. He shoots past the tandem pair really, really fast. Uh, Vic is, like, super, super surprised by this. Star clearly has beef with red line for whatever reason. Um we don't really understand why until a little bit later, uh, but he basically says he's showing off. Do you think that this? Uh, do you think that this stunt was an evolution of the drop zone stunt with uh, the close pass? I mean, yeah. this seems like uh, if that was the most dangerous stunt in yeah. drop zone, the that close pass three feet yeah. past Norman Kent. This seems like an evolution of that. Like doing yeah. it with a skateboard is even more insane. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I mean, you got less stability. You got less control. Like, you have to hit it on a dime. The, and you have the a blade attached to you. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, I could I could totally see it. I could totally Must be, be a, in it. Like, like, how do we take it and level it up? Yeah, like yeah. Guy Manos thing. Yep. Interesting. Uh, 
So Vic asks Star what a woofo is. She laughs and says it's a skydiving virgin and then explains the meeting. It's like they always ask, like, what for? What's that for, woofo? Like, Woofo, you what, jump what, out of those planes? Out of those planes, yeah, 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 exactly that. Uh, we've been in the air a long time at this point, though. <laughs> They've oh, yeah. been in the sky for a long time. None of these movies understand how skydive timing works. They really stretch it a lot, yeah. a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, they land on the beach. Much better tandem landing, even though they fell over. Like, much better tandem landing. She says this stupid line, though, about how her grandma always said her Prince Charming would sweep her off her feet. I just wanted to, t- I wanted to turn the whole movie off. It's like, <laughs> oh, God. As, a, as an actual T.I., I would feel so fucking gross saying that. Even for a better tip, I would feel so gross saying that to a complete fuck you. Oh, it would be nasty. Especially a woofo. So gross. Oh, gross. I mean, I'd be down to try it once if I got clearance from the drop zone. If they said, yeah, you can say that, you know, I'd be down to try it once just to see if I get a good tip out of it. But like, man, it would, I would feel so fucking gross after the fact. Like, you know what I would do is if it were a Tinder date, if I, if I, if I did the first, like, I've never done this, like full, full transparency. I have never done this, but I know other TIs who have done this where they get a Tinder date and they have them come out and they do a, uh, take them on a tandem, essentially a free skydive. If I did that for someone, I would use this line and be like, my grandma always said, oh, God. Would my feet, and then see if it gets me a second date. It's <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> a gamble. Oh, it's so gross. I hate it. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, we cut back to Vic explaining uh, what happened to his captain. Okay. Um, he, he has gone to see his captain now. He's telling him that the drug runners use skydiving to pull off the smuggling. He says that the blonde pilot is also a skydiver as well. Captain says he's got to go undercover and get skydiving lessons. So Vic says, hey, you got to pull some strings with the army and get me lessons in the wind tunnel nearby. Um, enter Casper Van Dien, aka Delmira, for this movie. Uh, this might have this might have been like one of my first childhood crushes. We talked about it in the other episode, but the first time I ever saw him was in Starship Troopers, and I think I've been in love ever since then. Oh, he so. is strikingly handsome. There's and no he, doubt about he, that. He has aged so incredibly well too. If you see a picture of him now, it's like, oh my god, still, it's like a still super attractive. Oh my, oh my god, perfect Kendall, perfect Kendall, especially in this movie, like. The hair, the chiseled jaw, the the bo- oh, those perfect. wind tunnel skills. Yeah, those was amazing wind tunnel skills. Flying in the wind tunnel with no earplugs, <laughs> he'd be <Yeah>. so deaf. <laughs> so we enter Casper Van Dien. Uh, Vic meets Delmira on an army base. He is wearing a four-way suit. They watch as the skydiver as, as a skydiver swoops into the hangar. It's a cool stunt. I've seen videos of this happening. Like, dude nails it. He. It's a Rick Nelson uh, stunt right there. Is is that where it originates? From? I don't know. I've just seen video okay. of him swooping through an entire hangar. Yeah, it's it is. Uh, he starts on the outside, he hooks it, and then planes out into the hangar. It's it's pretty great. Pretty great. Everyone in the hangar cheers, and Delmira screams at them, "Knock that shit off, you maggots!" <laughs> Vic asks what a speed star is. Delmira explains it uh, to him as a premier skydiving competition. It's, it's the premier ultimate sky- skydiving skydiving competition. The time starts when the first person leaves the plane and ends when the eighth man, the best skydiver of the group, docks on the rest in a circle or a star formation. 
um, that it's basically a race, but in this race, the human line or the finish finish line is humans. And then if you can't stop, you die, <laughs> which, whoo, <laughs> Or intense. if you can't stop, you just drop down Shoo! about two feet and miss everyone. <laughs> yep. Uh, they enter into the wind tunnel. Do you know which wind tunnel this is? I think it's Bragg. Is it? I think so. All right. Okay. Uh, it instantly turns on when they get in. You immediately hear the fans kick on. It's not like a slow build, though, either. It's just like, zoom. And it's like super, in the middle of like an office building, it looks like. Yeah. There's like blinds yeah. behind it and stuff. Yep. Um, so it instantly turns on and picks uh, Vic up where he f- flails and falls into the mats, pretty much. Right. So, so not super accurate, like, introduction to the tunnel, but but it'll do. Delmira jumps in and does a bunch of transition and diamond dynamic moves and says he'll coach Vic in the middle of it. Pretty They're talking awesome to each flying. other. Yeah, it is great flying. Um, he's flying head but, down up like right against Vic and he's talking to him. Uh-huh. It's a pretty cool yeah. shot. Yeah, it's, it's pretty great. Um, they talk about red line while Delmira is flying the whole time. Like he's, they're flying, Tuttle's on, they can hear each other talking though, so suspending belief here a little bit. Um, he says that Redline is the best in the world, that he, but that he's the MVP of a losing team. We get a montage of Vic flying and failing in the tunnel and falling a lot. Um, we finally, though, get a couple of shots of him belly stable and in control. Flying. No helmet on, though. He gets so good, no he graduates on, no. beyond helmets. Yep, yep no helmet. Um, Vic continues to train with Delmira and get better at flying. He also takes an FJC with Star to learn how to skydive. We see him looking wistful and whimsical while learning, which is in stark contrast to what he was like at the very beginning of the film. They make a point to, to make this clear. Uh, there's a montage of him learning various skills. There are so many fucking montages in this movie. That was a like, montage movie for sure. Oh my God. There's so many of them. Um, so we, we see him learning various skills like EPs, landing patterns, PLFs, flying in the tunnel he takes the license exam and he passes star jumps into his arms and put on puts on his very own closing pin necklace you know like like every time someone passes an a license exam it's your it's your rite of passage some some hot lady Uh, comes running out and jumps uh, into your arms every time you pass a skydiving test fuck that i'm gonna send the loader out and give it to you i'm gonna (laughs) send out a packer and be like here you go give him that give him that you only get one of these necklaces once you pass your a license exam Ugh. She kisses him, and this shot of them kissing transitions into a kiss pass, skydive with the two of them. I never see this skydive happen anymore. This Somebody else did it to me uh, in free fall way back when I was a student. It was another woman that did it to me, so it wasn't super, super crazy or super, like, ah, you know. Um, but it never happens. You ne- Like, I never see this skydive happen ever anymore. Oh, yeah, that's, a, that's an early 2000s thing for yeah. sure. yeah. yeah. Uh, they both deploy, okay? Uh, this is where I was like, is this legit Stephen Baldwin? Because you see his face deploy. I'm like, yeah, this it must was really him. be him. He must have really done this. Like, that's, yeah. I've seen interviews with him after this movie came out, like, just for some other movie, and he's wearing a skydiving closing pin necklace. So he definitely skydived. Interesting. Okay. Star is over the moon about Vic. She says he's an amazing flyer, but Rush tells him he needs better canopy skills. And we see a shot of him hitting the swoop pond and like biffing the whole thing. Like just like boom, biff. He's the original um, tunnel rat. Yeah. This is classic oh, yeah. tunnel rat landing. Awesome in Dude. free fall. Don't know, don't know anything about toggles. <laughs> 
Another couple of shots of the two of them flying through the air. This time they're free flying. Uh, she's stand flying and he's head down. Uh, we see him land his canopy into a garbage truck. And it's actually kind of a funny shot where he's, they've hung him on the outside of the garbage truck as it drives past. And he's like, oh. It's like, whoop, like, whoop, whoop, whoop. It's like a Three Stooges thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, and the music is like really good in the background too. And he's just like, ha, ha, ha. Like, my bad. Uh, they play with a speedball. Uh, he flies through somebody else's tent and rips it away to reveal two of the AFF students from er, two of the students from earlier that were practicing PLFs. They're getting jiggy with a random woman, and the one's wearing one of the camera helmets and filming all thing. See, when I saw uh, that, I was like, "Oh, I understand what skydiving is all about now. I got to get more into this sport." <laughs> so funny. Sorry. So stupid. I I saw the tent rip away and the and I saw the guy with the red hair and then I saw the camera helmet and I just was like oh my god it's so stupid. Anyway, uh, they do some crew together. This is like all in the first twenty five minutes of this movie. Like would, all of this has happened. Would you be the doing crew with this hour. guy after seeing his no. landings? I don't do crew at all. Period. I definitely wouldn't be crew, doing crew with this dude. Yeah, he can't. Yeah. He can't. Can't even flare. So I definitely wouldn't be anywhere near him under canopy. Fuck that. No way. Uh, we see the two of them watching skydiving videos together outside. Redline and Turbo approach them and watch their videos. They say he's doing pretty good for 80 jumps, and Star corrects them with 18. This yeah. 18 skydives, and he's already free-flying head down. What the fuck? <laughs> Uh, they call bullshit and Redline rewinds the tape to correct their body positions. Like a true skydiving guru, he's just offering information without any prompting. Everybody loves that. Oh, yeah. Uh, he dishes out some good advice. It's accurate stuff, but it's like very, very much unwanted. Um, it's funny, though. He tells Star to get Vic straightened out. She tells him not to be too hard on himself and that Redline never talks to students <laughs> like this. It's one of my favorite lines good. in the whole movie. Redline never, never talks, talks to, to students, students like this. Uh, Vic is walking between the trailers and Turbo, Turbo approaches him to tell him that he'll never belong. He attacks Vic and Vic defends himself. I'll see. And then he says, <laughs> Vic says to Turbo as he's walking away, I'll see you on the flight line. Ooh, those are fighting <laughs> words, buddy. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, it's so like on point for Sky and it's so dumb too. I just, uh, I love it so much. It's great. Um, Vic broke into the hangar office and is going through some of the waivers and finds turbos. It says his name is Randall Kingston. We cut to daytime to the next scene with Vic and his captain playing basketball. This is the first time we see this, but this is definitely not the last time we see this scene. It comes back so many times. Like, We'll point it out when it happens. Uh, Vic gives him a folder with the paperwork in it. He tells him about turbo. uh, The captain says that Vic is costing them way too much money and Vic says that skydiving is an expensive sport and that there's no money in skydiving that most of these people don't have jobs but that the money is coming from somewhere makes sense he asks for more time his captain tells him to hurry up Vic goes back to the drop zone and says I'm cutting away cutting Uh, away for real this time I'm sure Star was ecstatic about that so exciting (laughs) Uh, everyone celebrates by pieing the shit out of him. They, they pie the ever-loving shit out of him. Um, Redline cuts in and tells Vic he's on the speed star. He's in at the first slot, and it make, makes Boom Boom sad for some boom reason. Boom Boom just See? cut away. Yeah. What's he going to yeah, do now? 
I know. Uh, we see the team lining up at the mock-up, and Vic makes a comment about not understanding how everyone can be up to practice this early after partying, partying the night before. And I'm like, oh, buddy, let me tell you. Well, that's what they times. say. It's like, that wasn't a party. Yeah. Even they yeah, comment like, on it. Oh, man, buddy, let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, they start the dirt dive and practice turning and tracking off. Uh, Star tells Vic that they can't be together now that Vic is on the team. Cause no she should have mentioned that before. She she can't jeopardize her place on the team since she's the first woman ever <laughs> to be on a Speed Star team. She's a TI, oh, remember. But she's the first woman so to ever be lame. on a Speed Star team. I'm sorry. Uh, this also implies that Speedstar is like this worldwide phenomenon <gasps> that everyone's paying attention to. They just, they just, they just write her so poorly. Yeah. I fucking hate it. I'm so, I fucking Especially hate it. Especially in skydiving where Ugh. there really doesn't have to be any differentiation between male and female. It's I not, know. It's not a sport that's strength-based, which is where <sighs> most of those divisions come from in every what? other sport. In skydiving, what? the playing okay. field is completely level. <sighs> I mean, so, so here's the stark contrast really quick here between Drop Zone and this movie. Both wi- or both movies have a female TI. One is the guru and one's the love interest, right? Um, they gave Jesse Crossman so much, like, freedom as a character to, like, do and say anything in this, the exact same way that anybody else in the skydiving community would say it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And whereas like they write this character into a fucking corner and it drives me nuts. Like, and they give her the most cringeworthy lines and the most cringeworthy like shit to do. Like I just, it's just a stark contrast in the two different types of character, like in the, in essentially what is, should be the same character because star is very much teaching Vic how to skydive and teaching and like being somewhat of a guru. And like, they just write them completely differently. And it's, and it's strange that this, this, this movie in particular was written by Guy Manos, and that's the way he wrote this character in comparison to the previous movie that he worked on where the female instructor is very much the person who knows everything, you know, in the film. One of them, one version I really like, and one version I'm just like, oh, you could have done so much better with this, with this character. Anyway, movie. I should have swapped movie. those two characters because uh, Cutaway yeah. is the superior film. Yes, I agree. I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, so she's the first woman ever to be on a Speedstar team. <laughs> Redline gave her a chance. She's he's never given to anyone before. Any he woman never before. talks to students, <sighs> right? Uh, but the deal is that no romance with the teammates because you're a woman and you're gonna fuck it all up by <laughs> screwing one of the other, screwing one of the other guys. Oh, Redline just, is like, such an asshole. Can you hear my eye roll, listeners? Can you hear my eyes rolling right now? Anyway, so Vic is very dejected. Uh, they dirt dive again. Star tells Vic that he took Boom Boom's place, and that's why he's so sad. She tells him to leave the team, and he says no. Next shot is a sky van pulling up with red line on it. They now have the home corn advantage uh, for competition purposes, as this is the plane that will actually be used for nationals. Star War or Star Wars Star asks if they can afford the plane. Redline tells her not to worry. Boom Boom watches wistfully from a distance as they taxi and take off. Um, it's a sideways takeoff from the from the sky van though. Like, damn, that's a that's a sick takeoff there. I really like that a lot. Uh, everyone's gearing up in the plane. In the fucking plane, they're Redline's gearing up. Redline's sitting on the tailgate with his rig off. I, 
That's literally the next line I was about to say. It's literally, while Redline sits on the edge of the plane without a rig on. Man. Jesus Christ. Have you ever sat at a tailgate with your legs hanging out? Yeah. It definitely feels like it's going to suck you out if you're not holding (laughs) on. Yeah, it does. Yes, it does. Uh, Vic approaches and asks about the cost of the plane. Redline tells him to hold his heading and keep a steady fall rate instead. Hey, you did commit any crimes so you can afford this plane? He's not subtle about it, really. Yeah. No, no, no. He says that it'll be intense and that he has to stay committed when everyone else is racing at him. They line up, they exit, the timer starts on the ground. There's lots of really, really fast diving shots, very similar to in Drop Zone. Uh, They line, or everyone's colliding and docking really hard. They all sync up, they hold the speed star, they turn, they break off, they track away. Terrible tracking skills here, though. Terrible. Barely moving. Terrible. Barely even fucking moving. Um... There's a bunch of flocking together under Canopy. There's some crew. Uh, Redline and Turbo talk about Canopy together, or talk under Canopy about Vic together. They're doing crew. They're doing a side-by-side, and they're talking about Vic. They all land on top of each other. Like, later on, they're literally falling through each other's parachutes landing. Um, But they somehow all stand up, which is great. That's pretty, I mean, it's already better, like a million times better than Drop Zone. Um, Guy Manos learned the land between these two yeah. films, I'm convinced yes. of it. Yes, yes. Uh, cue the montage of watching footage, doing jumps, and analyzing time. This is all super accurate, if just a little silly. Like, it's just a little silly. But it's all spot on. It's all exactly how an actual, you know, team would train. Yeah. Perfectly A lot of cool on. skydiving footage in there, too. Yep. And this is where I have in parentheses, did any of the cast do their own skydiving? Because some of these shots are like, I mean, obviously Stephen Baldwin did, but I wonder if the woman who played Star, I wonder if she did any of hers. Because she looks, like the person flying looks starkingly, like very, very starkly similar to to the actress. So I'd be interested to find out about whether or not they did. I know Stefania Martinenia, I think that's her last name, did a bunch of skydiving stunts in this film, and I wonder if she doubled star. Very possible. Very possible. More than likely, yes. We see the whole group are on the TV, and Redline is really upset that they're only pulling the entire speed star together in 18 seconds. Um, He switches Vic into the number two slot to replace Cal. Cal is very upset. Cal is the youngest uh, member of the skydiving team. He's the nerdy kid with the the glasses. We see Vic walking around the DZ to Turbo's car late at night. He reaches into the driver's seat to open the hood of the car, which is the trunk, and finds a satellite navigation tracker as well as night vision goggles. Um, This car, this car is a Lamborghini? Ferrari? I think it's a Ferrari. Ferrari? Uh, Turbo is yellow. It's bright yellow. Uh, Turbo is walking towards him, uh, and he has to hide. As Turbo drives away, he double-checks the hood of the car, um, but when he turns around and looks, Vic is gone from his hiding spot directly behind the vehicle. Boom Boom and Cal are commiserating at the bonfire. Vic knows that they're laughing at him, and he confronts them. Uh, when he does, they defend Redline, saying that his hard teaching style teaches them things they could have never done before. Cal explains that Redline somehow just knows what to do when approaching a speed star. He knows exactly where to go and when. Cal is essentially writing his dissertation for MIT on this particular phenomenon. <clears throat> Vic also finds out that Redline is paying for all their jumps after they went broke trying to keep skydiving. He learns that Redline is the one with the money, not Turbo, as he originally had uh, 
had tried to guess. Which I wish, man, I wish someone paid for all my skydives. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Even if I had to do a million speed star jumps, I wish somebody. We just need to find our own red line. There you go. Yeah. Even with his micromanaging boss style, I think I'd put up with it. Fellow skydives for free. I could be the first woman on his speed star team. You can do it. Ah! You can follow in Star's footsteps. (laughs) Uh, Vic meets with his captain again. And he tells Vic that they're going to take down Turbo. Vic is starting to feel bad about his role in this bus because he's starting to empathize more with the skydivers than with the officers. There's another montage of skydiving with Redline yelling at all the jumpers saying, Faster! Faster! Star and Vic have resumed their romance behind the scenes. Redline tells Vic that he's going to go third tomorrow. So he is rising up the ranks very, very quickly. Uh, Rush takes him to a strip joint where he's dancing with one of the strippers. Rush says that Vic still has some woofo issue bothering him <laughs> and that he needs to, to jump in with both feet in order to make it all happen. He says that he needs to be ready to do whatever it takes, legal or illegal. Very means, subtle. Ooh, dicey, dicey. Rush then takes him on a base jump off a tower, which is probably the illegal thing that he was alluding to. Uh, We hear sirens in the background as Rush says, it's a little stronger than coffee, isn't it? (laughs) The base jump footage is pretty awesome. It is pretty great. You're right. Yeah, it's like like the the camera on the tower and they fall past it. It's really cool. Yep. Yep. Um, they, they did really think out a lot of the, I mean, almost all of the skydiving shots in this movie are beautiful and really well planned out and like shot, shot, like very devastatingly pretty. It's just, I think what happens is they have so many of them that they kind of lose their punch after a little while, you know? Um, like everything is so gorgeous right off the bat and so well done. It's just like, and then we see like repetition after repetition, same shot, same shot, same shot. So it just kind of loses its, you know, especially for someone who doesn't skydive, like it just kind of loses its punch, you know, um, people who don't jump, don't get it. So you kind of have to shock them with every new scene that you see or like that is on screen, or you have to lead everything up to like your big punch, you know? And when you have that number of like big punches one after another, it's just kind of, peters out really really fast essentially that's one of the things Um, i loved about that movie though as an early skydiver it was essentially like watching a skydiving video and then it had a plot and that to me in the beginning i couldn't get enough skydiving video and so i just wanted to watch it over and over and over and that was one of the reasons because it's almost like in the whole movie there's probably like 45 minutes of skydiving footage Mm -hmm. which is a ludicrous amount but that's what I wanted. Yeah, it's – I could see how it would be super, super exciting to, like, a newer skydiver, you know, because it's like you're watching all the stuff you wish you could do, you know. It's like, it's like someday I want to do that and that, and this is amazing, and can you believe that, like, all this stuff. But I could see it for, like, a woofo and for a seasoned skydiver where they're like, okay, next thing. Like, okay, like, what's – you know, like, where they not get bored, they just get desensitized to it, you know. This yeah, is why I, think I went it's, straight to video. I mean, I would I would assume too. It's probably because there wasn't a big major studio involved, and it yeah. just went straight to TV. You know, but um, it's very niche because of that yeah. reason. Yeah, yeah, that's totally fair. Uh, we cut to the team reviewing stats, and we find out that the army, who they're competing against, Elmira, has hit 16 seconds, and that their number one hit 160 miles per hour on his belly. Uh, whoa! Wow! That is impressive. Wow. Must wow. have been a big old dude. 
Yeah, wow. Uh, and that Vic is the weak link right now. Redline says to go do, uh, go drill subterminal drills until dark. Like, how is that going to help him doing I don't know Speed how. Star? <laughs> I don't know if it's punishment. I don't know if it's going to help. It doesn't I make don't... any sense. Subterminal drills? Just go do Hop and Pops. That'll make you better at free uh, Speed Star. <laughs> Uh, we have yet another montage of skydiving speed star drills. Um, I don't know how many they did for this movie. How many jumps did they do? Do you know? Do you I don't know. Oh, hundreds. Man, it must have been like in the hundreds. Yeah. Uh, jump after jump after jump after jump for Star and Vic. Like they even eat their meals in the plane while they're training. There's more free flying. Pizza boxes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. More packing. Good landings all around, though. Aces. Uh, red line tells Vic that he's finally hit 168 miles per hour and he lets him off the hook, uh, but switches Vic and star's place and ooh, tension. Ooh, he's that's now why you four. can't date in the team. <laughs> oh, tension. Conflict of um, interest. Yeah. We see another montage of skydiving practice. It's all very intense stuff. Redline tells Vic that the only way he'll beat the army is by wanting it more than they do. The packing scene that follows is kind of stupid. It's like stop touching the fucking canopy, just put it in the bag. He doesn't <laughs> do on. anything. He doesn't. He doesn't run the lines up. He doesn't flake uh, it. It's just like it, this scene confused me so much because he was obviously a skydiver. You would yeah. think that even without acting, you could make it look like you were actually trying to pack your parachute. But he's just kind of like rubbing on it, and the lines are all spaghetti behind him. Stop touching it. Just put it in the bag. <laughs> That's what I told every every student ever who uh, I've ever taught to pack, like when I was a packer. Like, stop touching it. Put it in the bag. <laughs> stop Get it. Get past the hard part. Get it's already in. It's already where it's supposed to be. Just put it in the bag. <laughs> anyway. Vic meets his captain for a third time basketball dog dog racing yeah this one's at the dog track he updates him about the situation he says red line doesn't seem like the type but that he's at the center of the entire operation he seems like a monk on a crusade that's that's what his uh captain says uh they cut to the inside of the plane and vic is actually visualizing his dirt dive so you see vic closing his eyes moving dirt diving like the whole thing it's actually it's pretty good great i love that i love that um Redline sees this and pulls Vic to number six on the plane. On the plane, he switches him. Uh, he must have been dirt diving well. another jump, though. He wasn't dirt diving yeah. a speed star because he's doing all this movement. Yeah, it's a totally different skydive. Um, <laughs> the jump goes really well again and again and again. Redline and Turbo discuss Vic, and Turbo is concerned that Redline is going to give Vic his slot, essentially. Uh, lots of cool shots from inside the plane and skydiving happening. They've busted through 15 seconds at this point. Um, he says we got to go faster and tells Turbo and Vic to go all out and race each other on the next skydive. This is the best <clears> scene in the movie. Yeah, that's yeah, the most intense scene here. Turbo smacks Vic into the bulkhead of the door on the way out on this skydive. Uh, boom, boom, sees from the ground and immediately says someone or sends someone to call 911. Uh, Vic comes to and zooms away to catch the star. So he's knocked out in free fall and then comes, comes to, to, to go and catch the rest of the speed star. Turbo's gone, no lift! <laughs> he says, Turbo's got no lift. And then later he's like, somebody call 911. This is basically yep. like saying, this guy's flying head down, somebody call the cops. Yep. Uh, absolutely smashes through the formation and hits one of the goons in the back of the head. Uh, no back lift. of his head. 
his teammate deploys for him. So the goon gets knocked out and his teammate deploys for him. Vic races after Turbo. There's what I really love about this scene is there's no audible communication like whatsoever in free fall. They're literally giving each other hand signals and I'm like, fuck yes, finally a movie that does it. Yep. Yes. Yes. They don't talk in free fall. I love it. I love it so much. And they make a point to like really like show like the, like the visual communication that's happening here. Like, fuck yeah. Um, Vic abandons the chase uh, on Turbo. Redline catches him, though, and pulls him at the last second right before himself. Turbo lands unconscious and is presumed dead on landing. That's a crazy landing stunt, too. <sighs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess I suppose it could be a mannequin. It looks pretty real, though, someone just I mean, landing with no flair. Yeah, it could be. It could. It's probably a mannequin, though, because Dennis Rodman is, like, seven feet tall. And it looks pretty limp. It doesn't look like it's a legit person. Like with limbs swaying, it all looks pretty stiff. So I could see it being a seeing it being a, being a mannequin. Um, we see the rest of the group on the ground, and Redline puts Boom Boom back in at number one. He doesn't say anything else about Turbo. Only that practice is tomorrow at dawn. Star thinks Vic and Redline conspired to kill Turbo. Redline thinks Turbo would acquit eventually. While they're talking, Redline is practicing his tracking position in the mirror. <laughs> really I, I, I remember doing that flying it. around the house, getting something out of the fridge. <laughs> yeah. I did that for years when I was learning to fly. Well, it's really funny that he's doing it face front instead of side to side, you know, like from the side. Because, like, the side is the spot you really need to look. You yeah, you need like, to see that profile. Yeah, yeah. Um, At least I they know how to track in this that. movie, except for that one break-off scene. Yes. <laughs> um, he says, uh, Redline says that Vic won't ever get as good as him unless he truly cuts away from Wolfo life. Uh, he asks him to be a partner in everything involved with the team now that Turbo's gone. Uh, Vic says, whatever it takes. Redline says that they need more money and asks Vic to help, help him get it. Uh, Vic says yes. They board a plane with a seafood label on it. We see the pilot from the first scene. They and he, she doesn't recognize Vic because he doesn't have that big ass beard. Didn't have his A Lincoln on. Great. Yep. Uh, they jump out of the plane and land in Bamini, uh, Bamini, Bamini, to retrieve the bags of drugs. Uh, as the plane is taking off, they board from the rear. It's a it's a tail, uh, tailgate, tailgate yeah. uh, plane. And they, they attach the bags, um, or with the bags attached, over Miami proper. They jump, they jump from the, the plane um, over Miami proper. They land in a mobster's backyard, which, damn, that accuracy. Good job. And they sell the drugs and die, or drive away on a motorbike. We see Vic and Redline drinking beers afterwards, and Vic asks him what his real name is. After some hesitation, Redline says, my name is Tommy... Pop Evangelitis, I think, or something like that. Um, it's Flemish, he says. It's Flemish. <laughs> uh, Vic replies with, I can see why you cut that away. Oh, <laughs> uh, drop that title again. <laughs> uh, he asks how much they, money they made tonight, um, about 100 jumps worth. I, I assume that's for the whole team, not for each individual person, like 100. Do you think oh, it's 100 yeah. jumps as a team, 100 team or jumps. 100 jumps? That's okay. so accurate. That is exactly yeah. how I used to think about money. How many yeah. jumps oh, yeah. is this? Do I want to buy these new jeans for $40 or do I want to make two skydives? Yep. <laughs> that's, that's oh yeah, definitely. That's how I still think about money, to be honest, <laughs> to be super real. Um, 
Uh, Vic says, if you want to play, you got to pay. What matters is not going to jail. What matters is winning and being the fastest, and there's nothing else other than that. Cut away, man. Cut away. Uh, Vic again meets with his captain at the racetrack. Again, he tells them that red line was the target the entire time. He says that he made the buyers. Vic makes the mistake of saying us instead of them. Ooh. And his captain catches, he catches it. Yeah, Vic's getting sucked into the into the into the life. He's gonna run away with the circus soon. Better be careful. Uh, back to another skydiving montage. Redline and Vic are sitting on the edge of the plane with no rigs. Both of them are doing it this time. Redline red seeing. I also see that Redline's wearing sandals to skydiving. Oh yeah, he's got Tevas on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're talking about how to go faster, and again, how many to, um, how many things can you cut away? They're doing another drug run, this time to a beach, and Vic is wearing a wire this time. He intentionally screws with it, though, on this to, like, uh, screw up, you know, his, uh, his captain. Starting um, to respect Redline too much. Yeah. Yep. There's more skydiving, and the reason we're not going into these is because it's all kind of the same stuff. It's the same sequence of events. It's the same get on the plane, get out of the plane, do the speed star, like uh, – there's some canopy piloting in the landing and it's over and over and over again. Vic wants Redline to teach him how to go as fast as the last jump with turbo. Another drug run onto a moving ship at sea. Have you ever heard of someone pulling this off? Because I have. <laughs> Jumping onto a ship at sea? Yeah. Yep. T tell the story. Uh, I mean, so this guy, he got out and they were going to land off in the ocean essentially. And there was a cruise line, like a cruiser, a cruise liner um, oh, awesome. out in the middle of the ocean. And he landed on the patio, essentially, of this cruise ship. And he he almost got taken out by one of the, the guide wires, you know, Ooh. on the plane. Like oh, they were convinced that he was there to like take over. It was him and another guy. And they, they, the, the captain of the ship was basically convinced that he was going to take over this. Gave him the keys. Oh, the just take yeah, it. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, eventually it was just like they, they had him at like gunpoint and they like Jesus. interrogated and questioned him. And they're like, no, really, we just landed off. <laughs> like we, we landed here so we didn't have to land in the middle of the fucking ocean. That like, would we're be sorry. enticing. <laughs> I think that I yeah. would probably make that same decision. I would not <laughs> land in the ocean. Right? I'd rather take uh, the, the, the intense interrogation. Instead yeah. Of, and risk know. the guide wires than landing in the ocean. Yep. yep. Anyway, so that actually happened. That I know of a guy who did that. It's pretty That's great. crazy. <laughs> so they land onto a moving ship at sea, more skydiving. Uh, Vic calls his captain uh, with info on the next drop. While he's talking, he's practicing his body position in the mirror, just like Redline. Got to dial <laughs> it says, in. He says he's starting to feel conflicted about all of this. The skydivers do yet another drug run, and we find out that someone else at the party is wearing a wire, and it's interfering with Vic's mic. Uh the other FBI agents bust into the party. A massive shootout happens. The stripper gets shot, which is great. Uh, Redline and the captain have a standoff, and Vic tackles Redline through a window, and they jump off a building and parachute into downtown Miami. Um, Vic takes an injured Redline back to the drop zone while his captain looks on in disapproval. Like, ooh, buddy, you crossed a line. Crossed and this a is line. all just one day before the big yeah. speed star competition. Yeah. Vic goes back to the scene after he gets redlined back to the uh, back to the back to the drop zone. His captain says he can't go into the scene as it's for officers only. Like, oop, there's the line in the sand. He said Vic is in over his head and too connected to the whole drop zone, and that he's gonna go pick up redline. Vic says he'll do it instead. He hands him back his badge and his gun to do so. 
Vic goes back to the drop zone, packs up his things, and tells Scar or Star that he's quitting skydiving. He asks her to go with him and try something else. She says no, and Redline catches him and tells him to quit too. He reveals that he doesn't actually love this life. He thinks skydiving is a curse and that he wouldn't have chosen this life if he had another chance. He says that skydiving is the real is the only real thing in life, and then he collapses and they put him back to bed. So he is out of it. And this is the day before the entire competition. He is out of it. Uh, the next day, the team is getting ready for the competition. They go and gather Redline and take him to the meet, even though he's half in the bag. Uh, Star is reluctant, but gets on the plane. The next day is at Nationals. We see lots of skydiving stunts, including a balloon jump and a dog skydiving. That was pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> That's old yeah. school. This <laughs> is so old school. It's great. Uh, the team is prepping Redline, and we see two announcers talking about a lot of skydiving stats, specifically the, the Speed Star events. Um, we hear them talking about a canopy, the canopy-related uh, event later. They talk about how the Golden Knights are the main competition to beat in the Speed Star, uh, the Speed Star competition. Delmira approaches Vic and asks if he found anything out. Vic says, they're going to beat your ass, bitch. <laughs> Got to stay under cover. <laughs> I know. Uh, Turbo uh, asks what they what happened to, uh, excuse me, Delmiro asks what happened to Turbo, and Redline goes, dead! <laughs> Just walks away. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's still drunk from the night before. <laughs> Redline is clearly out of it. Is he drunk or is he injured? I thought he was injured. Probably both. Anyway, red I just know he never talks to students. <laughs> never talks to students. And he's rock he's walking to the wrong plane with the wrong team at this point. <laughs> Redline makes up for a staggering by getting to, uh, to the formation in 12.66 seconds. And so there is an the, awesome scene. Yeah. Of, I think it's supposed to be Delmira jumping out. And yeah. whoever does the stunt as he's diving down, he like tucks his gloves back behind his rig. It's mm -hmm. a really awesome shot. And like, it seems like that would be a legit way to go faster, too. Like, get your hands and arms <laughs> out of the windstream. <laughs> uh, so, Redline gets to the formation in 12.66 seconds. This is the first official, you know, judged jump for the meet. Um, we see the Army beat that, though, with a time of 12.65 seconds, which is definitely going to be attributed to the hands behind the rig. Yeah. Like, definitely, definitely. That's, that's secret why. weapon. <laughs> by they why they bought it or beat them by 0.01 seconds <laughs> um redline is pissed though he is so upset right now and he's still out of it round two is next Vic hits too hard and everyone's hurting um but they made it 12 and they made it in 12.36 seconds the announcer explains what's happening very accurately, too, as well. Like, it's actually legit. Uh, Star hurt her, hurt her shoulder on that jump and gets angry with Vic. Uh, the Army hits it in 12.22, though. So they're continuously beating uh, Redline, Miami Skydiving Center team. Uh, the Army hits round three in 15.81 seconds as Delmira sinks out on this jump, so he has to recover. He misses the, the initial approach and has to bump himself back up. Uh, Redline says to go faster despite the army messing up. They bust this round two and break the round, and they do it in 17.29. Classic so, competition really mistake. really messed it up. Should have just yeah, played really it easy, Redline. You had a big lead there. Idiots. 
idiots, too greedy. Star is getting more and more upset with Vic as as the competition goes on. Uh, first it was, you're going too hard, and like, what the fuck are you doing? Go faster! So it's it's like a back and forth. I'm in love flash. with you! <laughs> uh, the army does round two in 11.67 seconds. It's a new world record. Cal says they, they need sub 10 to win, and they all think it's over. Delmiro, uh, Delmira radios up to Redline and almost reveals that Vic is a cop. He gets stopped by his captain instead. Okay, so he gets stopped by uh, Vic's captain instead and uh, doesn't say anything on the, on the line. Redline says, though, says to Vic, though, I know who you really are. Vic asks him what he wants to do. Redline says there's only one thing left to do. They're lining up. Red or uh, Redline and Vic are going to race it out on this skydive. Rush says, do what they got to do. The, <laughs> the crew argues about taking a bullet up the ass. <laughs> Vic gives a half-assed speech about cutting all the way away. And that's why Turbo died, because he didn't cut all the way away. Oh, yeah, totally. Too interested in the drugs, man. Too interested in the drugs and the money. Uh, Star kisses Vic and tells him the rest of them that this is all what they signed up for. Get with it. Get with the program. They exit and immediately go into a dive. Uh, Vic and Redline immediately go no lift. Like, immediately go no lift. And <laughs> no this, lift. Is, this is, again, all being watched through binoculars of the judges on the ground. It's like not, yeah, they're all watching from the ground. It's great. Uh, they dock at exactly the same second at 9.90 uh, seconds. The formation flips. And it almost looks like they're not going to keep it. They're not going to maintain it. But then it writes itself, and they maintain the formation. They've Another pulled cool off stunt. the impossible. Yeah, it is. That it is really a cool – that funnel yep. is a really cool stunt. Yep. Um, they they uh, have pulled off the impossible. They all pull. We see Vic and Star under canopy asking which one of them run the, won the race. She doesn't answer. Uh, they fly over to Redline, and they form a side-by-side uh, crew crew move he asks who won redline says vic did vic says redline is under arrest and reads him starts to read him his miranda rights redline goes to cut his mane away too low to the ground and intentionally bounces we see during this time we see a series of flashbacks of redline coaching everyone uh vic watches him go in he hits the target square on the nose and even you made a comment about this a little earlier about how his body is like perfectly intact he's in phenomenal shape for having just yeah. burned in yep yeah he looks he looks amazing um he looks looks, looks like he's sleeping the crowds yeah the, and, he, and he does it in full view of the uh the crowd oh, too the crowd that are watching so scarring the target yep can you it, imagine yeah. being a child in that crowd yeah yep and the crowd just leaves like they just slowly like peter out like oh they gotta go oh. wash all the viscera off of themselves some red line exploding in front of them <laughs> their reactions are literally like, oh. Yeah, it's kind of like a the montage of them over. disappearing. Like <laughs> yeah. Three, like, three fade cuts of the crowd disappearing. It's not like anybody just, like, recoiling in horror. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I'm going to need therapy. Nothing. Nothing. They're just like, yeah. oh, show's over. No. <laughs> Every skydiving uh, competition ends this way. Yeah. Yep. So 
We see Vic on the ground with Redline. Redline's head is propped up on a rig on the ground. Um, Vic gets up and goes to the team to explain. Star asks who won. Vic replied with, we did. Vic tells Boom Boom that he's number two, indicating that Vic has completely cut away from his normal life, and he starts a speech talking about the next year. You know, he's going to have to start running drugs if he's going to pay for this team yeah, next year. right? Roll credits. <laughs> that is the end of the movie. Best skydiving movie ever. Uh, <laughs> uh, it is definitely <laughs> the one of the more accurate. Like, yes. I would say maybe the most accurate skydiving film. If you want to base it just on that, like, yes, absolutely the best skydiving movie of all time. Captures um, the drop zone feel better than any other really movie. It really does. Yeah, it really does. Um Again, some liberties taken though with like the culture and like the, like the whole the whole like speed stars are the most important thing inside of like me. Eh. <laughs> you take I also, all those I, details out of it, the, all the specifics, yeah. and you just kind of take the broad strokes of the movie. Though skydiving is already kind of like going to superhero school, and that's <laughs> basically like what he's doing. You know, he's becoming like this skydiving superhero. And the montages yeah. where it shows him, like, moving up the line. It's just, mm-hmm. like, such a compressed version of how you feel when, you, when you're in that beginning stage where you, you're making, like, really big steps every time you go to the drop zone until you mm-hmm. start hitting, like, a skill wall. And it, yeah. it feels just like that. You feel just like, yeah. oh, man, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to learn so much today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to impress everyone with all my skydiving. And this movie just is that the entire runtime. Mm-hmm. I I agree with that. That is that is a really good assessment from a movie making standpoint, though. Like you can tell Hollywood didn't have anything to do with this. Oh you yeah, it's tell, a B movie. You could like you can tell that it lacks punchiness uh, that Drop Zone had, where it was like just one fucking insane stunt after another. Uh, with Drop Zone, they didn't do anything twice. Well, I mean, I guess they did do some things twice, but every new skydiving scene Waterfall. was always something a little... You know, it was waterfalls, but like also they, they leveled up a little bit, and it was always something a, a little bit different about, about the situation. I think the main problem that I have with Cutaway is that it's too much of the same thing. It's kind of... it. What it kind of seems to me is that they used all their cool tricks in Drop Zone and didn't really have many new things to expand on. In cutaway they have that one well like you said where it seems like it's a level up on like the diving shot past the camera like that's definitely a cool shot it's definitely I don't know I think I think that's my main problem with this this movie is is not that it is unrealistic because it's super spot-on in a lot of in a lot of aspects like more so than drop zone in pretty much every much way. more realistic um it's like a big budget skydiving yeah. video with a plot Pretty much, yeah. It's just like there's like an entire section in the middle that they could have turned into one montage yeah. and like made it substantially shorter. I think what it was is I started to zone out a little bit. Like while I was watching the movie the first time, I started to zone out in that section right before the competition where it was just the same three sequences over and over and over again. It was like red line being on the ground yelling, faster, faster, them getting in the plane, seeing the seeing the jump or drop – or the, the actual jump, seeing them in, in uh, under canopy, and then seeing um, Vic go back to his captain. Captain, it was like the same sequence over and over and over again, really repetitively, with not a lot of variation in there. And it was just like, 
I think I just started to zone out during some of the skydiving sequences because it was all just kind of the same stuff, you know, and just different angles and whatnot. Um, nothing stood out as like new, new shots or new information in those in those sequences. And you're also you're looking at it uh, from a with an eye that's 20 years removed, and also an eye yeah. that's been trained in the wind tunnel and trained on modern skydiving yep. techniques. But for the era it came out in. The reason yeah. it hit so hard for me, I mean, now it hits hard because of nostalgia, but the reason it hit so hard then was because at the time, it featured nothing but top-of-the-line skydiving. Oh, yeah. And it was basically just like as much skydiving as it could cram down your throat. And I feel mm-hmm. like I fell into that perfect niche audience of somebody that wanted exactly that. Now, I realize it's not a great movie. I do get it. <laughs> it's not a good movie. But it is the best skydiving movie ever made. Oh, yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Of the two movies, which one's the better movie? Cutaway is absolutely the better movie. Like, it is absolutely more cohesive. It has less plot points that jump all over the place. The plot is super straightforward. It's super streamlined. We know exactly what's happening at, like, pretty much every moment here. Um, it's just, like... It, it is all together, all around, like very simple, very put together. And it's got a lot of really cool shit in it, you know, especially at the beginning and at the very end. It's like, I still stand by what I said, though, at the very beginning of this, of like taking a really heavy editing hand to the chunk in the center and yeah. just eliminating some of those things to make it all flow a little bit better. It, they start off, like like I said, like it, in the first 30 minutes of this movie, they are, they have gotten you so quickly to where exactly like where the action is and like they pump you up really, really fast that middle section just like takes me out of it you know like they hit you so hard with all that really cool stuff right right at the beginning and then it drags in the center and then it gets really exciting again at the at the end so uh, that's the only thing that I would majorly change about this if I could it's just taking out a section of that that middle that middle bit and actually you know what I think I would do is I would take out that middle section a little bit I would take out a couple of those repetitions and then apply them to the actual competition later on to drag that out a little bit more and make the tension build there because um, all of that happens really fucking fast like those jumps are like back to back to back to back and you don't really hear them talking in between the jumps about what it is they should be changing or or how they need to be like moving or, or whatever so I think I would take that amount that chunk of runtime and try and apply it to the actual competition instead and flesh out that so the tensions rise and the tensions build a little bit um because the beginning and end of this are so quick like the first half hour and the last 20 minutes are just like boom 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 and that that middle section that 45 minutes in the middle it's like man we could have we could have reallocated some of this some of this time to to other other sections in the movie so yeah fair enough i mean it's a it's a good uh that would be some good edits Still the better one of the other two movies. That would change. And Drop Zone on the other end, on the other hand, is <laughs> Fix every glaring <laughs> error. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come on, guys. It, there's so many continuity problems in that movie. They just wanted to go for the thrills. They just wanted to go for like, look how fucking badass we are and look how insane this sport is. And it's just they they relied on the crazy factor of skydiving, the insanity factor, to make that movie. Whereas you can tell Cutaway is a, is a film made by skydivers with how on point and accurate it is. So like they, they both kind of exploit different art, like different areas of skydiving or different sides of skydiving. Um, I think what's also interesting too is how similar the plot lines are. Like how, 
how similar like the the core story is it's an officer that is trying to find drugs in the skydiving community and infiltrates and poses as a skydiver in order to do it like and then if you think about it too terminal velocity is also a very similar plot line like it's an officer infiltrating skydiving for whatever reason like and uh point break and point break yes and point break i mean the standard plot yeah it's cookie cutter one thing that this movie cutaway did um, is they used actual skydivers like as extras. So the drop zones that this was filmed on, they basically pulled skydivers as extras to be in the in the background. If you go back with a fine tooth comb, like you can see some of like your friends in this in this uh, movie. One of my fl- friends, Blaine Moeller, uh, is in this uh, movie. He's in the background staring up at the sky. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> like he's looking up at the ground or up at the sky, watching. watching hey, there's the a guy. Build. Yeah, like, hey, it's Blaine. That's pretty cool. Um, all the aerial photography in this movie was done by Norman Kent. So lots and lots and lots of uh, Norman Kent footage here. Uh, the skydivers credited in this in the, in the uh, end credits here. Uh, aerial camera operators were Norman Kent and Gus Wing. First assist- assistant director is Scott Smith. I don't know if you know that name, but he is primarily out of California right now. He does a lot of the... Um, organization for like movie stars to come out and skydive and he also has a big deal or a big hand in organizing like stunt um skydiving these days too as well um he was a big name when i was at paris in 2017 2016 that that time that's awesome Uh, yeah he as far as i know he's still in it i could be wrong but he definitely had a big hand in like orchestrating a lot of uh stunt skydivers to go and participate in Hollywood films at at the time. Um, One or the first and second assistant cameramen were Mark Anderson, Sam Popov and Mike Darden. There was an aerial coordinator who was Billy Richards. The aerial stunts include 28 names and the Golden Knights. There's one base coordinator. There were 15 pilots, uh, two packers, and a lot of the stock footage was provided by Norman Kent. This movie was released in 2000. The aircraft used in the movie were a Casa C212, a Cessna 182, a Cessna 208 caravan, a Twin Otter, and a short sky van. This was a straight-to-TV movie. This movie, again, was largely written, produced, and directed by skydivers, uh, Guy Manos having the largest stake in the entire film. Much of this skydiving content was filmed at Homestead, Miami-Dade County, Opa-Laka, and Fort Bragg in North Carolina. So you were right about the Fort Bragg tunnel. Nice job. Nailed it. At the end of the film, paratroopers jump vertically from the Sebastian Municipal Airport. So we see the, the Golden Knights there uh, at Sebastian. So we're skydiving Sebastian. So oh, I love cool. Sebastian. Such a great drop zone. Beautiful view. Beautiful yeah, view. Yeah, it's one of the most amazing places I've ever jumped. So... We kind of already got into it a little bit, but overall, how you feel about both movies? Like overall, uh, I love them both uh, for different reasons. I feel like uh, mm-hmm. Drop Zone is the one that I just mercilessly mock when I'm watching it, and that's fun <laughs> for its own reasons. And uh, Cutaway is the movie that fills me with nostalgia, regardless <laughs> of all of its flaws and problems from a structural and plot and character writing standpoint uh i still love cutaway and anytime it's on i'm definitely going to sit down and watch it all the way through and uh i rented it for this but i think i might go and buy it because (laughs) i'd love to be able to watch it anytime 
Is it on DVD? I don't even know. Is it on uh, DVD on VHS? I don't know. I got it on. I got it on Prime, and I rented it. But yeah. as soon as I started watching it, I was like, "Man, I should have bought this." <laughs> now I'm gonna pay for it twice. <laughs> I so I watched these movies a couple of a couple of uh, weeks ago, right? Um, and I have asked several people since then. These movies have not been seen by a lot of skydivers from the last ten years. Like these movies just have not been watched for whatever reason. It's a different um, era. And I'm like, you guys got to go watch these movies because you're literally going to sit there and be like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, what the hell is this? It, it It's nuts. Like, I, I don't know. Were, were skydiving schools really like this in the 90s? Was that really what they were like? I, I don't think they were I've, quite like this. But, man, when I started I, skydiving, I felt like – I felt like it was – the most radical out of control place had ever been. And now looking back on yeah. it, I realized that it was all very well controlled and maintained and everything was like above board at Skydive Dallas mm-hmm. where I started, but it, it felt just like this. And that's why cutaway has like such a special place in my heart because mm-hmm. the look and feel and the way cutaway portrays things is exactly how I felt. And that was probably more my fault because I didn't know what was mm-hmm. going on. But it's it just lined up so perfectly with the way that I felt like becoming a skydiver was affecting my life at that time. Yeah. I I, uh, I can definitely see that. I can definitely see what you mean. And, and that's why I assume, like, it was kind of one of those movies made for that type of skydiver. It was made for those, those relatively new-to-the-sport skydivers because it was like – I, I could have, if I had watched this in the first like five years of skydiving, I think I probably would have been super enamored with everything, like every moment of it. Because I, I remember watching those, those um what what's the word I'm looking for? The, um like the end of the year footage, you know, compilation videos where I was just like watching and looking for everything. And I feel like the amount of skydiving in this and the amount of uh, like actual skydiving sequences that you see like back to back to back to back, I would have just been like enamored with it. I think now, like you said, like now having been somewhat seasoned and having seen it for the first time, I lose a little interest in that, in that, the, those parts, um, especially in the middle of the movie, but I can definitely see how it would have that massive impact on somebody, especially when they're just starting this this uh this sport about how you're just drinking all of it in and it's just like it's like you know so so enticing and and amazing to see in front of you I think I think one of the coolest things about both these movies is that they both have female TIs I mean like I'm I'm a little biased but I was like fuck yeah fuck yes like in a time where it wasn't very common to see that at all like both movies had it uh I was very, very impressed with that, actually. I see why Star bother, would bother you so much because I mean, her writing is atrocious. It's, I mean, it started off with like, yeah, and then like as soon as the first like advance made, I was like, oh, it's a little cringy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, it, it, what, I think what it was, too, is that, that made it so cringeworthy is that they didn't show a guy doing it either. It was just her making those advances and using her sexuality to like entice people into skydiving, you know, like using it as a weapon. I was really not impressed with that at all. I think I would have been more accepting of it if they had shown Rush doing it too as well to Mm -hmm. to that older woman that was supposed to be skydiving as well. I think if they would have even the playing field there, I'd been like, yeah, okay, cool. Um, I've never Because that's what's really happening. 
Yeah, it's I've always never seen... the guys hitting on the girls. This is yeah. not the other way around. I've never seen a woman do that to a to a like a T a female T I do that to a student. I've never seen that. And if we did, like, oh respect would just go out the yeah. fucking window, man. Like Your position would... of power just got thrown away. Yeah, yep. And uh I think if they would have leveled the playing field there, it would have been a little bit more acceptable or a little bit easier to swallow in my opinion. But it would have made the transition too into an actual romance, like where it where it turns into an actual legit romance, a little easier to swallow too as well throughout the rest of the movie. But I was, ooh, that was that was a, <laughs> it was a cringeworthy <laughs> moment for me. Um, but I am impressed that they they made them both both TIs. They could have not made her a TI and not you know, uh, not had that that plot line point in there, but they did, and I was like, sweet, she, like they both both of the female like the token female people in these movies have some semblance of like know-how and knowledge and like power like I was very impressed with that so it, for the time too like for the yeah. time that these movies were made aggressive like, pretty great good job dude both movies are great watch them both and then yeah. uh watch cutaway a thousand times and then that's what I say <laughs> you got to watch both of these movies multiple times though to catch all the details like you know unless you're watching it with like an eagle eye you're really you're really gonna miss a lot of stuff so you gotta you gotta watch it more than once I think unfortunately well maybe not unfortunately <laughs> if, as a jaded skydiver you will really appreciate both of these movies because as a jaded skydiver I would assume most people do what I do and make fun of everything and there's plenty of yeah. fodder for that in both of these yeah. movies but yeah. cutaway was just made it was specifically engineered exactly for my brain at this time period <laughs> and i can only see it that way and yep. so my view i think is a, a little uh it's a little tainted but <laughs> the reason biased. i wanted to do this show is because i actually do love both of these movies for mocking reasons and because oh. they're just they fill me with joy they're they're great skydiving movies. Don't get me wrong. Like they are great. Like they are both very much skydiver movies made for fucking skydivers. Like this is this is great, you know. Uh, but I am I fully will take the piss out of every <laughs> every single skydiving uh, movie I ever or scene that I ever see on screen. Um, I don't know if it's just because I'm a creator and it's what I want to do, or you know how would I make this better or or whatever. But um, I fully expect to as well. Like anybody that sees my contact, like take the, take the piss out of it. Tell me how I can do this better. Tell me what works. Tell me what doesn't work. Like make fun of it. That's the, the whole point is to be funny anyway. So like do what you got to do, you know? Yeah. Thank you for making me watch these, these both. I'm glad that I had <laughs> these experiences because these movies are nuts. <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea how nuts until I started watching. Just more crazy than I think I've, I could have ever expected. So thank you for that. Appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> Anytime you want to see a <laughs> shitty skydiving movie, just ask me. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. If you don't have anything else to add, we're going to leave it there. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Go watch these movies. Please, if you have not by this point, you need to see what we're talking about. With that, we will see you guys later. Blue skies, safe jumps. Good night. Skydive.